2: And we're back. So Buckarai, <laughs> Buck, Buckarai, Buckarai Banzai, Buckaroo, Buckaroo Bonzai, Buckaroo Bonzai. just got shocked through the phone. Uh, again, he wrote this formula down on his hand. He was very frantic and, you know, running around. Uh, they head back to the conference room. And when he enters the conference room, he immediately sees the two and uh, the two people before who were interested in, in Hakita's talk about the, the overthruster he sees them for who they really are um and i just he screams <laughs> evil pure and simple from the eighth dimension <laughs> it's <laughs> oh so beautifully God. overacted yeah. it was just yeah. fucking great it was just peter weller at his best It's very um, they
1: live right like yes exactly
2: young. so yes he can see them as they truly are and they are they are red skinned hairless bug-eyed ugly fucking aliens um the special effects are not great they are they are not troll two levels. I say they're now still better, better than troll two. But they're not they're not the best, but they, they're serviceable. They're absolutely talk, serviceable.
1: Can we talk about those three aliens that were sitting up in the ship that prank called him and zapped him? Yes. <laughs> like the one that's wearing like this weird kind of like Bohemian straw hat.
2: It looks it almost looked like a like a Swedish midsummer hat. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a weird.
1: You know? I think it was just the oddest, like Combination Dude, of set design and costume design. I guarantee
2: design. you that they went to Pier One Imports and found <laughs> that as a fucking table setting. It was in the middle of a table where you could put some a fruit bowl in the middle of it or a goddamn candle in the middle of a thing on yeah, your table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what it was. It's, oh look, this'll fit on someone's head. Yeah, it you costs be cool. ten yeah. bucks. Yeah. Okay. How do you think they kept it? If you there was so much shit, if you look, so many random objects they used as like quote, you know, background and special effects and stuff, and that's how they got to do this for seventeen million, because they pinched every penny they could. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, the aliens, you know, they freak out at the fact that now they can be seen, but by a uh, buckaroo, so they make a hasty exit and the chase begins. Um, just then, John Big Butte, he's played by Christopher Lloyd, the great Christopher Lloyd, yeah, who again overacts in this and. From everything I've read and all the facts, he cracked up the whole crew, the entire movie. Because well, he overacts and everything was so <laughs> he overacts, but most of his shit was ad libbed, and he got Lithgow especially time and time again. It's even on, mm-hmm. it's even on camera a couple of times. Lithgow's breaking, and they couldn't cut <laughs> fast enough to pull away from the break because he, he was making he was making everybody laugh.
1: So I was I was delighted to see him in this movie, man. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. oh man. He comes out from behind the curtain with a with a stocking half over his head, because to everybody else now he still looks human. Um, he's there to kidnap Hakita. Just as he grabs Hakita, because he thinks that he, Hakita's got the, the um the overthruster. But uh Penny, she's onto this whole thing. She grabs the overthruster and throws it in a purse just as Big Booty takes Dr. Hakita, the professor. Um <laughs> this next scene is so fucking stupid. It's just so weird. Buckaroo is running now through the bowels of the conference center again, trying to find, you know, John Gomez and John O'Connor. Right. But he is acting like he just stole something. Like he's acting. He's the one that's acting suspicious. First off, when he first runs down the hall. There's a guy about to assault a fucking girl in the corner. <laughs> he's got his, he's got, she's against the wall. And this big dude's got his arms against the wall over her like this. Like he's about to assault the shit out of her. And, but, but Buckaroo's looking at them like he's being weird. Yeah. And then he comes around the corner and the guy's wheeling the Harley in. Cause the, you know, it's mentioned at the conference that av- we got to clear out of here. Cause there's a Harley convention afterwards. And he just he leans against the wall and he's like looking around like what like what the fuck is wrong with you like why are you guilty for what you're doing just go try to find these aliens you know it was just it was just very awkward and weird I don't I don't I I'd be so curious to hear the directors take him why he had him do it that way
1: yeah 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 it's just odd situations like that too it's like they may have had a whole different thing in mind and he just pieced together the footage that he had yeah yeah you know that's
2: true that's true. yeah but it was it was odd so. Uh, buckaroo heads up the rampant outside just in time to see the aliens taking off in a yo-yo dine van uh, mm. so he steals one of the Harleys <laughs> that's being wheeled off for the convention and yes. of course the, the workers first response is you can't ride that but then he goes oh it's buckaroo bonsai like okay
1: it's, yeah, fine. it's fine this fucking
2: this guy rules man that's the vibe I mean and it is it's the vibe in this universe right mm-hmm. buckaroo bonsai is bigger than god Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. The girls, every girl melts at the sight of him, including Penny. She's like ogling him like every chance she gets. But every this, woman melts, this and is every guy wants to be him. The slowest
0: motorcycle driving I've ever seen. It in was hysterical.
2: <laughs> it was hysterical, and, and I have no doubt that Peter Weller can ride a bike well. Like I, I'm, I'm sure of that. Just when he comes it, out of that tunnel and then just does the little circle, know, <laughs> like the <I'm> circle. Like, <laughs> and because here's the thing, I bet I read about him he is a true renaissance man he's got PhDs. he's got two or three phds in different fucking disciplines i can't remember what that he's gone and done for himself to educate himself and to sort of expand his horizons so like i know he rides a bike but yes they just had him go slow and you're right joe that circle i was like what the fuck is he doing let's let him get further away you know i just was circled. confused
1: there yeah. yeah i was like what is what is, is it like a fork in the road he doesn't know which way to go or yeah but just, it really
2: wasn't he was, no, it was no. just you come out of the tunnel and it goes to the left and but it was just it was it was strange so um, but
1: but i will say that moment like that chase and then you know the van and the motorcycle that's when it felt like like an a-team episode or something yes oh I was,
2: definitely i was
1: like fully in i was like this definitely. is so fucking 80s that it actually yep. hurts
2: oh 100 percent. 100 percent. so uh we jump to uh a, a scene where we meet two hunters two dipshit drunken hunters right and um they're up in the hills and the day's winding down and um they, they hear a noise they look up and the the, the pod that was released or flew out from the from the ship in orbit goes right overhead. And as drunk as they may be, they're very quick on the draw. They both fire their shotguns and they hit the pod, right? Um, so we now jump, and this movie has a lot of quick cuts. Like it jumps from scene to scene to scene to scene to scene. So I'm going to just yeah. be doing that. So now uh, we are inside the van and John uh, John Biggoutte <clears throat> uh, and the crew pick up a signal from that probe that was just shot. Um, and they're, they are confused as to why that pro would be on here on earth. Um, so they turn around and head towards it. This gives them the opportunity now to run buckaroo off the road. <laughs> you know, they hit him, the bike goes off the road and the, for a little bit, that's the last we see a buckaroo. Like he's, he's off in a ditch somewhere. Right. Um, it's, it's funny because in the scene with the hunters, they're saying, Oh, we got to track this thing down. It's going to be nighttime before we find it. So then we get to the van scene, right? Where it's daylight. Then the very next scene, it's the middle of the fucking night. (laughs) Just because the hunter said it's gonna be nighttime before we find this this thing, and yep, guess what? It's fucking the middle of the night. It's not even dusk. It's nighttime like that. Okay, it's like Halloween. (laughs) It's like instantly nighttime.
1: Although that feels like one of those things where you know somebody was smart on set and they're like, "Fuck, man, we're losing light. We got to get yeah." What if we add a line about how it's going to get dark? Yeah, you know, that'll save that'll save the whole thing. If you're we probably
2: just... right. That was yeah. That was that was definitely a choice. You're you're absolutely right. So um, so now the hunters they 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 think they've tracked down this this uh, what they think is a bird at this point that they shot uh, and they tracked it down to be stuck up in a tree. Um, this some funny exchanges with the. F- <laughs> what are you doing i'm going shopping <laughs> he picks up a big fucking stick right so the 100 picks up a big stick and um he pokes the tree and this big spark of you know big spark flashes and uh this the pod which is now just a circle doesn't have the wings on it i don't know what happened to the wings but they disappeared uh it falls to the ground it almost crushes the hunters but it lands on the ground um and out from the top of the uh the pod, an alien, a Jamaican-looking alien, pops out, and this dumb motherfucker loses his balance because the door that he just came out of is closing. I don't know why that confused the shit out of him, but it did. Um, he loses his balance, he falls to the ground, but like he hits his head on a rock, and like this is a, this is a big rock, and like he just instantly is dead. Right? And um, he, uh, yeah. So, so as the hunters examine this alien. Who he moves around a lot for a dead guy. He was still breathing and his leg was moving and shit. And this was a
1: very fucking confusing sequence for me. Yes, it was. It was. Like, what is it? what is happening right now? The yeah. same guy? No, there's a different. Wait, he's dead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to yeah. follow.
2: It was very, it was very odd. So they're examining this dead alien. Um, and as they're looking at it, it's transforming into its true form now. I guess when it's dead, and we'll, is some janky explanation later as to how we see them as human and it's disproved but whatever um so it transforms into its true self okay um and while the hunters are looking at that dead alien in the background we see it like a string come yeah, down another reach. package it's lowering like this very large pink cake box right it looks like a big fucking sheet cake box and it's lowered to the ground and then another Right, and another Jamaican looking alien He jumps down behind it. he picks up the box And and he takes off, right So next to the dead alien, the hunter finds The latest copy of the Buckaroo Banzai Comic book uh, Just there in the dirt So, you know, the aliens These aliens anyway Have have obviously been keeping tabs on Buckaroo We know that because they've been parked in orbit for Who knows how long, monitoring his You know, foray into the 8th dimension And they've even got the latest copy of the comic book So they definitely have a connection to buckaroo to
1: now there, there was a marvel comic published buckaroo bonsai comic book
2: yes uh, i yeah. did read that i didn't know that before but it was but a, I did two, read that. Yeah. a two
0: two-part thing or something. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah and and marvel did this they would do like film adaptation comic mm-hmm. books so okay. I, rem- I remember seeing at least the cover for one of these at some point in my childhood yeah. i had like you know I mean I had a bunch of these growing up I had the, the Terminator adaptation From Marvel mm-hmm. I had Robocop I had yeah. Um, there were so many like Superman the movie And Supergirl yep. and all those uh, So this was This was no exception but I didn't make the connection until I saw this movie And I was like oh shit man like this was That was the comic based on the movie And
2: Yes yeah. Oh they were hoping again that was part of the grand plan Was this was going to explode Into all types of media this was going to be everywhere, you know? So, yeah. and yeah, it didn't happen. So <clears throat> uh, so Buckaroo, he comes to after the bike crash and we're going to run a very quick clip, relatively speaking here. <laughs> <laughs> Rawhide, right.
3: come in. Rawhide, right. Rawhide. Right. Hey, Buckaroo, what's up? Where Hades are you? I'm, I'm getting a lot of static here. Yeah, that's me. I've been ionized, but I'm OK now. Listen, I'm, I'm switching on the homing beacon. Mark two-minute intervals now. Look, uh, we got the overthruster, but somebody Shanghai had the professor right from the press conference. Oh, the deuce, you say? What do you think? Dr. Lazardo, maybe? Yeah, put money on it. The crate. What crate? Go back to the house and dig up everything you can on an outfit called Yo-Yo Dine Propulsion Systems. You got that? Right. Yo-Yo Dine. We're on it.
2: All right. Yeah, the deuce you say. I don't know what the fuck that even means. <laughs> <laughs> He's upset that that the professor got, got kidnapped and he, the deuce you say. I don't know. I got to look that one up. That's... That's an old-timey saying even for me, I guess. I always you hear, know, like, what the deuces? Yeah. Yeah, that I, I, I guess it's... A variation? It, it's probably a way to not say the hell you say or... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the way to not curse. Yeah. but Again, it's, that's old-timey even for me. Jesus, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, that, it's so, just it just doesn't yeah. roll off the tongue.
2: No, it doesn't. It was just, it was a little weird. What so, the fuck did you just say? Like, right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're back at the pod and the police have arrived to investigate the probe Uh, at the same time as Big Boote and his crew arrive um, to stick their noses in it too as they're all talking we also see Buckaroo who's now arrived on scene he's lurking around behind the van there checking things out as well Uh, we're back on the bus and Rawhide is mobilizing the troops Uh, he wants to include the blue blazer regulars on this those are uh, the helpers of buckaroo Banzai, um perfect tommy's very keen on getting the strike team in but <laughs> no strike team we don't know why but they want the blade the blue blazers but no strike team uh and perfect tommy's very disappointed in that. so uh buckaroo sneaks into the van and he opens the crate and sure enough the professor's in there so he's able to rescue him um So Perfect Tommy puts out the call to all Blue Blazer regulars in the immediate vicinity and he gets a response right away from young Scooter Lindley and his dad Casper. Uh, (laughs) They own a combination gas station couch store. They sell (laughs) couches outside a gas station.
1: (laughs) At this point in the movie I um, I was in some sort of weird fever dream where I wasn't sure if I was just imagining. Like like it's just, it's just so mm, it's so cartoonish, man. Yes,
2: yeah, yeah. Because it was like the 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 effort was made. We are going to make this. this we're going to put the the craziest shit in this movie we can, the most absurd, just dumb shit we can, and see if we can get away with it. Yeah. And and you know what? There's a scene just a little bit from now that explains that whole methodology of why they did crazy shit like that. So I'll get to that in a little bit, but. Yeah, a combination gas station and not even furniture store. They just sold couches couches. and they were on racks outside, outside the fucking place.
0: Well, that's that's how I know this is Florida because, once again, everyone has a gun.
2: (laughs) You have weird gas stations that sell random shit that shouldn't be there. Well, see, Joe, here's the thing. It takes place in New Jersey, and New Mm -hmm. Jersey is the Florida of the north. Pretty much.
1: Okay, calm down. Listen.
2: I had to say that to you. I had to, I had to say that. Parts that of Florida. hurt a little bit. It's hurt parts hurt of Florida. Bit. I had to say that. There's there swaps, are parts of New Jersey. There's swamps in Jersey, just yeah. like in Florida. Yeah, that's true. There's, you know, a lot of ex New Yorkers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and they're not the brightest bulbs in the pack.
1: It's fair. <laughs> it's fair.
2: Yeah. Jersey Shore, two words. Jersey Shore.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love that this is a very New Jersey movie. They They drop a yes. lot of. They um, did. Inside Jersey baseball, as far as like names of places, yeah. and no? Jersey Shore yeah. is
2: like the Daytona of the North.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> exactly. Not far off, yeah. Yes. It's not far off
2: at all. No, it's true. So, uh, Buckaroo now updates the professor. He shows him the formula on his hand, uh, and it's quickly determined it, it will allow everyone to see the aliens as they truly are. Um, and we were, as we're going to learn and we learn, they are called electroids, and they're from planet 10 in the eighth dimension. Uh, We learn. We're gonna learn that the uh, the bad aliens are red lectoids, and the good aliens are black lectoids. Lectroids. Lectroids. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, I'm really happy
0: they went that way instead of the other way around. I would have been a little (laughs) pissed off.
2: Oh, I know. But I, I, one clip I pulled. uh, I don't want to spoil anything. One clip I pulled is my favorite scene in this whole fucking movie. The the, his speech is the best
1: (laughs) 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 part. I know where you're going.
2: It's so great. But anyway uh, So Buckaroo tells the professor that he needs to head back Or the professor needs to head back to the lab To synthesize this formula And he's like Buckaroo I need the formula So Buckaroo goes lick lick And he stamps the professor's forehead With the formula yeah. It was so, it was so awesome. dumb but it was so funny
1: Awesome It's
2: like yes that's the perfect way to also, do it Also did that ever pay off did he ever use that formula Yeah no he did he, he created those vests Oh okay. That's how he created the vest because the formula was sort of just was to I just synthesize. supposed to assume that part too? Yes. <laughs> they they kind of explain it. He, I agree. Yes, they could have. Yes, this is one of those areas in the movie where they could have connected the dots a lot better than they did maybe one of those yes. deleted
0: scenes is like him trying to figure it out then he realizes probably. he has to look in a mirror because he stamped it so it's backwards right
2: <laughs> so then they end up and then they what they did was the day that scene was to be shot they sent the uh prop people to the local um paintball store <laughs> and said go buy some vests
0: yeah and, and, and get vests snorkels while you're at it
2: exactly vests and snorkels probably went to not even a paintball store probably went to the local walmart Mm-hmm. bought that shit for 50 bucks and outfitted the whole crew. So. Uh so we're back at the uh we're back at the compound, the the Buckaroo compound. Uh we see Rawhide, New Jersey, Perfect Tommy and Penny arrive. They're greeted by Mrs. Johnson. Uh who mistakes Penny for Peggy. I love this name cuz Mrs. Johnson is a young girl, but Mrs. Johnson is an old lady, but she's like she's like the house lady for 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 the buckaroo compound she takes care of everyone she probably plans the meals she does the laundry does all that shit so her name is mrs johnson but she's like 20 years old (laughs) (laughs) i just i like i I just thought that was a a nice little a nice little touch um so again she immediately or quickly mistakes penny for peggy uh then is corrected uh by the crew um so Buckaroo's back outside. He's watching Big Bootay try to break into the pod. We cut to the inside, and there's yet a third alien uh, inside the pod, and he is told by the mothership, those dudes sitting lounging at the friggin' high chairs, like the, the bar top chairs in the spaceship, uh, that he needs to set the self-destruct. He apologizes for not completing his mission and loves his family, and he sets the self-destruct up uh buckaroo as he's peering from the trees he's confronted by john o'connor um but he escapes with a solid nut shot it's a good thing these aliens have nuts because it lays them right out um so uh you know at least that's why like men in black are so good because they at least they assume that not all aliens have their nuts between their legs because you have yeah. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> um these aliens <laughs> do have their nuts right where we have them so uh the aliens, All of the aliens start chasing buckaroo um, And of course As the, the aliens get away from the pod The self-truck goes off and it blows up probe, The probe uh, pod explodes um, And then we get a very I, I can't even say it's just 80s 60s, 70s, 80s Like this stereotypical The main actor is running away from a moving vehicle Like and everything's <laughs> happening in slow motion
4: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like
2: it's just It's comically bad You know And that again You nailed it Eric That reminded me of like An episode of the Eighteen. Yeah.
1: yeah Like where oh, He's yeah.
2: running He's running But he's not even really running They no. even cut right to his feet They show his feet But his feet aren't even going fast But the it's truck's going even fucking slower yeah, And then he like, has to look back Is it still yes. there? <sighs> exactly Exactly And they got the quick cut From the guy in the truck The alien in the truck Back to him To the guy in the truck To him it's just so stereotypical So 80's comical Um so just As he's ready to get run over a ladder Drops in front of him that he basically Runs into he doesn't even see it And it is a helicopter pilot Piloted by Scooter and Casper Lindley which so
1: <laughs> Just inexplicable Like oh man I, I yes,
2: love this I know and, the, and, and yeah So they they he they Take up, you know, they, they, they. What do they do? They go up. The helicopter goes up. That's what it they does. He gets That's on a, a ladder. Helicopter. Helicopter. Wow, that was a brain freeze.
1: And uh, you want to and- talk about Back to the Future uh, parallels? This was also a moment that happened in Back to the Future. Um, yes. Two, yep. With with the uh, escape from Biff in the tunnel as the car is coming.
2: Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, so yeah, and it's great Because on the helicopter, for whatever reason On the side, there's a sign on the side of the helicopter That just says, says gas war <laughs> <laughs> I have no fucking idea why <laughs> But it just says gas war on it um, So, the professor now arrives at the compound And the crew continue to work the problem They're all at their stations And they're doing their shit The professor's getting started on that You know, formula synthesis and all that bullshit uh, so we see the third alien who had uh, taken that big cake box and uh, headed out. Uh, we're going to learn and we find out his name is John Parker. Another John. It's John Parker. He talks with a very thick Jamaican accent. Yeah. Um, oh, God. He's played by Carl Lumley, who's a, a character actor, who has been acting forever. Um, so many different roles. Um, he So he arrives. And it's it just like, again, this is another like, 21 year old me, why I love this fucking movie. He arrives at the gates of the compound, and from off camera, it's sort of like the gigolo. You know, instead of saying, That's a huge bitch, you hear, you hear somebody from off camera go, Nice jacket. Yeah. Hey, what's in that big pink box? Like, there's no reason for it, but they, everybody on set goes, Why not? Let's just do it. And they fucking do it. And it's <laughs> and funny. And he goes, It's my dick in the box, man? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly.
0: Um,
2: so uh, we, uh, up from over the top, they don't even open the gate. They just, you know, pop up over the top of the giant gate. It's uh, Blue Blazer, Pinky Carruthers. It's again, played by Billy Vera. He's the actual musician. Uh, he was in the band. He was playing bass in the, in the band scene. Uh, he takes the box, but he turns John Parker away. No, Everybody wants to see Buckaroo Banzai and he's not getting in, but he does take the box road without even worried about what's in it, you know? So, um so at least the box is inside, and that's something, all right? And we now have a clip where the crew is going to uh, figure out something important. So the
3: Gino, run this down to the professor for me. Sounds like it's getting a little nervous.
5: This is clear, look. What's that? What do you got? All these people applied for social security cards in the same town in New Jersey on the exact same date. New Jersey? 46 Yo-Yo Dine employees, Grovers Mills, New Jersey, 11 138. I got some pictures, boys.
2: This is like a practical joke. Check out these
5: names. John Yaya, John Parrot, John Big Booty, maybe not John Nolan, John O'Connor. No way, Jose. John Smallberries, it's a joke. <laughs> Maybe that's what uh, Buckler was talking about when he said... No, 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 Reno. There are no ages, no places of birth. Uh, Grover's Mill. Grover's Mill, 1938. Why is that so familiar? They all have the same first name. John, 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 John. Somebody's playing games here. This is statistically impossible. Uh, no, no, no. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, uh, November 1, October, uh, uh, 30 days have September, April, June, November, when short February done. All the rest have 31, October 31st. Halloween. Oh, um, don't you get it? Orson Welles. You mean the guy from the old wine commercials? Uh, Halloween, 1938. A uh, uh, War of the Worlds. That fake radio news broadcast that got everybody scared, thinking real live Martians. We're landing in Grover's Mill, New Jersey. But then it all just turned out to be a hoax. So? So... Maybe uh, uh, it wasn't a hoax,
1: or I mean, maybe it isn't a hoax. No, uh, yes, yes, no, yes. <laughs> uh, New Jersey, New Jersey, aliens. Yes, yes, no. <laughs> oh God, I love him so much.
2: Yeah. Mm. Um. Uh, okay, so they they're onto something. It's all tied to to Orson Wells. I love line because, again, it's a line that was funny in 1984 when he mentions Orson Welles and the guy goes, you mean the guy from the wine commercials? Because in the 80s, that's all Orson Welles did. He went from being the greatest director and writer of all time to fucking selling... Frozen Peas. Was that? (laughs) He also sold Frozen Peas. Yes. Ask me how I I I know. I can't remember... the brand of the wine he sold, but he sold wine almond it could have been almond whatever, but because like, that's all. You it's know, that's one all of the 80s longest, 80s longest
0: running jokes on Futurama is Orson Welles coming
2: on selling random shit on TV. Yes, exactly. And it all stems from the wine commercials. Exactly. You're right, Joe. You're yeah. right. Uh, and it was big fat Orson Welles. There, I sound like Joe. So <laughs> wow. Like, oh, you did it. You whoa. Did it. Doug. Oh, <laughs> mother You hypocrite. This motherfucker. Know, that's, that was very hypocrite of me. Trying uh, to find an appropriate. Look, I am, I approve
0: though. I'm not gonna give you shit for him. Because he was, was Wells. No, he was he, fat. Would sell,
2: he would sell that wine. Yep. So um uh, all right. so Joe, <laughs> save it, but you get one free pass. Oh, I'm gonna yeah, use it at yeah. the right time, don't worry. I was, say, yeah. I was gonna say I was gonna say, don't randomly just use it. Oh, you no, got no, one no. free pass. I won't call you on it because that was a yep. bad on my part.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is like the coupon you
2: get on Valentine's Day. Exactly. And, uh, Free backrobe. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, uh-huh. exactly. Yep. So uh, it's at this point that Big Boutte and the crew arrive at the compound compound to steal the overthruster. Um, John Parker sees them and he sneaks in behind them. He, they all jump over the wall because they have super strength. Um, but it's John Parker who's immediately captured and knocked at cold by the, some blue blazer patrol guys hold on Um, i gotta
1: i gotta stop you for a second that jump over the wall maybe inspired me for the next movie i'm gonna pick
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay
1: because i i don't know why i laughed so hard at that do you guys ever see a a charlie sheen movie in the 90s um called the arrival yes oh yeah i think
2: so oh dude that movie is so good it's It's so so good it's good
1: yeah, and the aliens in that movie, like they invert their knees and they can jump yes. super fucking high. Oh, that's, yeah. that's all I thought of when I saw that scene. I was like, "Oh man!" Oh,
2: you're right. You're absolutely yep. right. Oh, dude, that movie is so bad. It's good.
1: <laughs> it you is. Know? It is one of those. Yeah, we need yeah. to
2: stop doing those. I've done a bunch. <laughs> of no, those. no, no, I, you know, <laughs> no. I, I agree. I agree. I'm getting back into the real shit. Like next, yeah. next movie I do is real. Like I'm not doing this anymore. Um. So, uh, we're so gonna Big, lose one of our 10 listeners. <laughs> I know exactly, that's very true. Um, so, uh, John Big Boutet, uh, he they they come upon the garage where the rock the uh, jet car is is held, and Big Boutet dispatches the mechanic with a lethal, lethal spitball. So now we know that the uh the electroids can now shoot spitballs that kill you. Right. I, th- their I thought mouth. that was the type of fuel they used on electroid lethal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh and then the trio examined the jet car looking for the overthruster but with no luck it's not there. Um uh, Buckaroo av- uh, ooh, try it again. Buckaroo arrives at the compound to meet up with the rest of the team and we have our l- second longest clip of the night. <laughs> Roll it. Mr.
3: Johnson, this is Casper the Scooter. Let me he just on here yet? Yeah, where's the overthruster? Where's Penny?
2: The prop is in the uh, lab with the overthruster.
3: Penny's in the right-wing guest room. Great. Everybody's safe inside. are like toys, Buckaroo. From Planet 10. Planet 10? 10, how do you guys know that? It's all on the yellow record. Come on.
1: Hey, Casper Linda.
5: Green on. yellow record. How? they didn't come here on a nonstop flight. They blasted through the 8th dimension in 1938. Over Where there was a huge electrical dimensional accident, some giant explosion, and they hypnotized Orson Wells into covering it up. So first he says there's an invasion from Mars, but then he says, no, 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 it's just a radio show hoax. Get it?
3: No, let's go.
5: Orson Wells, what about you, okay. you're dying? What about Dr. Lazardo? Well, that's what we're trying to tell you.
3: There's someone living inside him. Oh. Hey. Put hey, y'all put these on
5: more in the box, and there's one over there. What's this? He came with a record. It's like a 3D type thing. How am I supposed to know he's from outer space? This Rasta guy pedals up to the front gate and delivers it all in a pink cake box. Why? What for? We don't know. It wouldn't tell us. It wants to talk to the head honcho. Lights.
6: Salutations, Great Buckaroo Banzai. I am John M. Dan from Planet 10. A common grave danger confronts both our worlds. After a bloody hey. reign of terror. what is that? The hated leader of our military caste, The self-proclaimed Lord John Wolfen a bloodthirsty butcher as evil as your Hitler. Oh, wow. Was overthrown. ...by freedom-loving forces, tried and condemned, along with several hundred of his followers... ...to spend eternity in the formless void of the Eighth Dimension. Did
3: you tell Penny the Bucky was looking buck
6: for? To I looked for in her room, there. she wasn't
3: there. Who's Penny? Well, where is she? Will everybody please shut up so I can hear the rest of this thing?
6: And now you, I have unintentionally helped John Corfin with the success of your oscillation overtruster, For our intelligence warns us that he intends to steal your overtruster. If he should attempt this, we will have no choice but to disrupt worldwide electronic communications and fire a portable beam weapon from your airspace to Smolensk in the union of the Soviet Socialist Republics.
5: That's an action that the Kremlin will most certainly misinterpret as an American first strike. They're already a little trigger-happy as it is. Stop John Wolfen, before sunset.
6: If you fail, we will be forced to help you destroy yourselves.
3: I'll tell you, if it ain't one thing, it's another.
5: Lighten up. End of discussion. Discussion? What Discussion?
1: She gotta be kidding, right? Vaporize the whole damn planet?
3: You wanna roll those dice, Casper? No,
1: no, no, not me, man.
3: (laughs) No way. Gents, we're going to yo yo die. Rahay, see how Akita sounds coming with that formula. Right. Billy, tell Sam to prep the jet car for city driving. What about a blue blaze strike team? No, we keep it intimate. Call the Kalani brothers, call the rugsuckers. Where are you going? Get my guns. Gosh.
0: Alright, so where is Planet, 10?
1: It's Planet Ten? Planet Ten is behind Planet Nine.
0: No, it's right near
2: the beach, boy.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do love I do love the Jamaican accents just by the way she says all the All but thru- All oh, but, <laughs> oh, but <trusta." laughs> I love it. Couple of things in that in that. We got a line in there that rivals the bad acting of Troll Two, okay. when Perfect mm-hmm. Tommy talks about the the trigger happy Soviets. Right, mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: he delivers that, and he's a decent actor. He delivers that so woodenly; it's just absolutely yeah. horrible.
1: Mm-hmm. And that, that's a move that the yeah, uh, out of nowhere.
2: Yeah, exactly. And at the end, when uh, John Dahl says the discussion is over, and Jeff Goldblum delivers the most Jeff Goldblum line ever in that discussion. <laughs> what discussion? Yeah. Well, those two things uh, occur. Yes. Yeah, Have you ever watched uh, that, the um, a...
0: the Disney Plus show, The World According to Jeff Goldblum?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I it. Yeah. yeah. huh. Yeah. I know. Uh, no, it, but I no, no. Yes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but, no. Uh... <laughs>
2: exactly but uh, so yeah those two things definitely happened in that clip and, and they're they're fucking beautiful um, oh and something that you can't visualize listening to this the fucking bubble wrap masks that they uh, dude, what the, the hell video? is this
1: yo <laughs> <laughs> was so
2: bad like why you
1: know it was, so was inexplicable <laughs> they had to have reached the end of the budget. They're like, "Oh really? shit, we never did the masks." It, and they're you know, like,
0: "We, the we don't have time thing, to cut the eye holes like where they belong."
2: No, yeah, exactly. Just, but the worst thing about it is if you look at it this way, like if you're right, Eric, right? They're at the end of the budget money. Their two choices are to use the bubble wrap masks or not use the bubble wrap masks. <laughs> and they went with using the bubble wrap masks. Yeah, you they know didn't what? To, somebody's
1: somebody's wife made all those masks. That's
2: very true.
1: And then the next day like look we got this box Of masks <laughs> they're done You know what I mean like let's just We'll do that yeah
2: They could have went to the dollar store And bought the <laughs> the masks that you Can buy to like get rid of the bags under your eyes uh-huh. And just would've use been, those yeah. And they would have looked better than the shit that they put on these people's Faces <laughs> it was just It was beautiful it was absolutely horribly Beautiful so uh, So Buckaroo heads back to his room To get the aforementioned guns that he wants to get uh, he gets to the room and it's basically been ransacked Like someone stole <laughs> Someone ransacked his apartment, stole all his shit And we find that Penny is still in the apartment She's fucking basically Rooted through his entire Collection of everything um, She's locked in the bathroom And she is lamenting over this picture Of Buckaroo and Peggy Wondering who who is this Why do I look like her She was especially whiny in this scene And it annoyed me It, got, it just really got under my skin so, this is again where Buckaroo shares the frigging little nugget that he's determined that we all already know mm-hmm. that Penny is a long lost adopted twin of uh, Peggy. They both come from Cody, Wyoming, and they look the same. Of course, they're twins, and everybody knew it except her. <laughs> you were all the clues. But she just, they just got to give her a reason to whine, and I don't understand why, you know?
1: Well, like the way he shuts that down like you know the explanation he gives is so fucking terse he's like yes well, exactly fucking you look identical to my wife she's dead
2: yeah. <laughs> like, that's it exactly and and to touch on that the wife being dead point in the DVD version with the extended scenes you learn there is a mysterious villain that you never see in the movie Who was directly responsible for the death to his parents and his wife.
1: Oh, both. And
2: I don't have it written down. I can't remember his name. It's a Chinese name. And he's actually apparently he's the leader. They were talking about the the one that was supposed to be part two is like the World Crime League. He's the leader of the World Crime League that's supposed to be part two. Tao Zan or something like that. that. Yeah, I can't remember. Zhang or something. Right. But they caught all reference to that out of the theatrical release of the movie. But that's how Peggy—that's that's how Peggy dies. His wife and his parents are both killed by this bad guy, who's going to be the main main protagonist uh, antagonist in the sequel. That never fucking happened. Mm. So, um, we're back in the lab. Um is working on the formula, we guess, with another scientist. When Big Boutet shows up. Uh he shows he drops down behind the other scientist and kills him instantly. <clears throat> Akita grabs the overthruster and he just takes off out of the lap, right? And there's in a lot of quick cuts now, now again. Um Rawhide spots Big Bootet and he gives pursuit. Excuse me, folks, sorry.
1: That's okay. Just the sentence rawhide <laughs> spots Big Boot. <Boutte,"> <laughs> like...
2: Yeah, like, he does. You're right. If you, if that was on phrases, you'll never utter bingo. <laughs> you just won <laughs> exactly. So, the team uh, heads to the lab and they find the dead scientist. And on the scientist's neck, they find this spider-like creature who's attached itself to the neck scientist. And and Buckaroo peels it off. Um. Buckaroo then comes upon Rawhide fighting Big Boot Butte, Um and rawhide's he's getting his ass handed as big as he is and as tough as he is getting his ass handed to him because again superhuman strength um rawhide is basically picked up and thrown at buckaroo you know and he lands awkwardly we can tell he's wounded we're not sure what's going on yet we can tell he's wounded um he does tell buckaroo the direction that the professor is headed in so that helps a little bit um and now we got a clip that's only five seconds long but this is this is going to tie up a lot of the strange shit that goes on in this movie.
5: Why is there a watermelon there?
2: I'll check you later. Yes. All right. <laughs> so the watermelon. Apparently, there was a very contentious relationship between the production team and the, the producers, the studio. And after a while, the production team felt that the studio wasn't even bothering to watch the dailies. Right. So when they shoot a movie, they they send what up they've recorded for the day and let the studio watch it to make sure that things are progressing like the studio envisions them to progress. So this is the only scene that made it into the movie, but they put that watermelon in there as a test to see if somebody from the studio would say, why the fuck is there a watermelon in our movie? And why aren't you explaining this watermelon? Apparently, there were other scenes that had this watermelon in it that we, that maybe in the background or they didn't make the theatrical version of this thing just to test this. The studio never said anything. And that was actually good news for the production team because that meant they could keep doing the movie they wanted to do. As long as they kept it in budget, that's all the studio cared about. So they, this is actually in the fucking movie. They put a watermelon in that just to test the product, the producers. And... It worked
1: That's kind of awesome man.
2: (laughs) that could explain A lot of the other Crazy Like Arbitrary nonsense That's in the movie That they Maybe they got Crap about it And this was the test To see if they could Just keep doing That kind of shit I like it So I dig the story I love the way They did it And they handled it right It was pretty cool So uh, Buckaroo follows After the professor Who was trying to Hide from the aliens Uh, Penny is now Wandering around Looking for everyone uh she comes across the professor, but they're on different sides of a locked, like cage door they can see through. Uh the professor takes the overthruster out of the case, slips it under the door, and gives it the penny so she can go run with it because he's about to get captured. Uh she escapes, but not for long. She runs right into John O'Connor. Um we see Big Boutet escape out of a very small hole. So without spending any money on CG, they imply that the uh the you know. Electroids can shrink, or or basically like be like a mouse and fit through a very very small opening. Cause all you see is his foot coming through the opening, and it's obviously a, a hole that that uh, Buckaroo can't fit through. So he escapes. Um, the crew gather around Rahide, uh, who can't move his legs. Um, they find one of those spider thingies attached to his back. Uh, John Parker tells them there is no antidote for it, and Rawhide sadly dies. Um, the aliens steal uh, the Lindley's helicopter, and they escape with Penny, who still has the Overthruster. And now we're gonna go to one of the weirdest fucking scenes ever. The President.
0: Oh God!
2: Um, <laughs> Why is he in this fucking contraption? It is. It is so odd and so arbitrary. And we're just gonna roll it.
4: Here, young lady, the over Yeah, Yeah, put this in your purse. Where's
3: your over little
4: man? Nice morning, huh?
3: like my legs are asleep, you know what I'm saying?
5: What the hell is wrong with him? I don't know, I don't know. Are you cold? Yeah, it's my spine. What are
3: you still doing on this floor, pal? Well, I think it's because I can't move my legs. Oh, damn. damn. Well, these are the patchy, to it. Well, spiders, size so right, huh?
5: Got the guy, Rod. I'd suck it all in check.
3: Any antidote for these things? No. Not at all. Okay, come over here. Does that mean you're on our side? okay? okay. That's right. Yes.
1: <coughs> oh. oh.
3: Man. This things pack a mean wallop, huh? What are y'all looking at? You're on the clock. Let's settle up, huh? still in my helicopter they've got pay has to we'll get it back we'll get it back
5: it's it's not
6: buckaroo bonsai per se Mr. President it's his men foreigners some of them well their names have been changed their true backgrounds
5: are shrouded in secrecy
6: Now, all I'm saying is that this jet car belongs in the hands of defense. I mean, uh, the Bonsai Institute doesn't want to sell it to us. Then we're going to have to take it from them.
5: In national interest, of course. Come in. Excuse me, Mr. President. World Watch One, direct incoming transmission. Yeah.
3: Hello, Mr. President. I know your back is killing you, but uh, I have a developing situation
5: here, and I must speak frankly. Buckaroo. uh, Secretary of Defense McKinley and my National Security Advisor Smiranoff are visiting me, but uh, I have no secrets from them.
3: Well, something has reared its ugly head in outer space, Mr. President, and it looks like the Earth is caught in a crossfire. But we have reason to believe that there are vicious red aliens walking freely among us. ...posing as the owners and operators of Yo-Yo Dine Propulsion
5: Systems. Ah, uh, Yo-Yo Dine Propulsion, ah, uh, the people working on our truncheon bomber? In the hands of foreign Excuse nationals, Excuse
0: me, you Mr. Say? President. Time is short. In order to prevent John Warfin's escape, my comrades are at this very moment taking up a geostationary
3: position over New Jersey. This situation is explosive.
5: What hell is that?
3: Explosive? What are you saying, man? Some kind of race war in New Jersey? No, Mr. President, no. This this man, as you call him, is not a human being at all, but is, in fact, a black lectroid named John Parker from the very same Planet 10, and his spaceship is, at this moment, anchored above Yo-Yo Dine,
5: uh, uh, Buckaroo, my good that's friend. That's it. These red creatures, they must somehow give off the bacteria. We breathe it. It swims up our nose into our cerebral cortex where it literally talks to our brain cells. Tells us to see exactly what they want us to see. Electric brainwashing. Diabolical. They got us so confused. Buckaroo, I uh, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Electroids. Planet 10. Uh, nuclear extortion.
3: A girl named John. Buckaroo.
5: Black wing commander.
3: Excuse me, Mr. President, I have to go talk to the hornet's nest. Good God.
5: Well, if it wasn't Buckaroo Banzai, I'd say commit the man. <laughs> get me SAC headquarters, Omaha NORAD, and the Strategic Space Command. I want some hard data on that cloud. John, get out in the field. Stick your beak into this one. So, uh,
0: sec- well, yeah. security advisor Smurnoff, what do you think? In America... <laughs> All <laughs> aliens are red In Soviet <laughs> Russia Everyone is red know, It's exactly. fucking Yakov Smirnov.
2: Yakov Smirnoff <laughs> Is the fucking National Security Advisor In a time when The <laughs> Soviet Union existed Sad I know cool. I've laughed my ass off He was so Such a bad yeah. actor He was so horrible <laughs> Well I mean I, I used to love him though, like. Oh no! no, no. I love his comedy. His comedy so back good back then. Back then it was great. Yeah. But in America, they so sweep floor money. off the
0: yeah. d- they sweep dirt off the floor. In Soviet Russia, floor is dirt.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: I and- also I also have to uh, point out one of my favorite lines in this movie, just the delivery of it. Hey man, they're stealing my helicopter. <laughs> 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 know okay, uh, exactly. Fucking great. Oh man. Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, the whole president thing. So first off, and I didn't because it's so not right. I didn't get it till I read the facts on it. But I oh, I, I always wondered why the president, the actor, they put in makeup. Like mm-hmm. He's got prosthetic makeup on his face, and I wondered yeah. why. It's because they wanted him to look like Orson Welles. Oh, weird.
1: Okay, okay. And now that
2: I read it, I'm like, okay, kind of, but not close enough because obviously i didn't think he looked like orson welles yeah and here's the coolest thing about that that actor he's the dude who played the fucking nazi who burned his hand in raiders of the lost ark oh shit that's the same guy same guy okay wow Wow. so it was just odd and again you can't get this listening to this but the president is in a hospital room in some kind of contraption because he's got a bad back Again, their two choices were to run with that gag or not run with that gag. And they ran with that gag.
1: Why? it's so it's inexplicable, Mr. President. I know your back must be killing you, but I have to talk to you about what's going.
2: It's like like they said it's like they went, oh, crap. We don't have access to an Oval Office set to shoot this in. We gotta put him in a hospital room. It's easy to get. We got access to a hospital All room. Right. We can't get an oval office, but we can't get an oval contraption to hang him in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like such an odd choice. Oh, and he and and he and listen, this actor, I mean, he acted great as a bad Nazi, but <laughs> he was so awful in this. It was just it was just bad. It was just bad. So um uh yeah, so the crew is now they are continuing to work on everything and, uh, they get a call from John Woffin. Um, he calls buckaroo to let him know that he has Penny. Um, John Gomez is covering Penny in honey and he's about to release ants on her to torture her, which is like kind of fucking freaky and gross. You know, it was just weird. Um, so, Warfin wants to trade Penny for Buckaroo uh, and the Overthruster. So, we now see Hakita. He's, he's been able to synthesize the formula, so now everyone can see the true aliens. This is where we we see the, the vests that we talked about earlier with the snorkels on them to help it's the whole so team see the aliens bad. as they are. Um, it was, it's silly. It's a silly way to do it, but they did it. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do? Um,
0: and then, of course... Uh... Old uh, Goldblum takes a hit. sees.
2: Yeah, I know exactly. He sees John Parker. Yeah, freaks him the fuck out. That that was funny. When he keeps looking. He's in the bus and keeps looking over his shoulder at John Parker. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so when, when they get these vests, they also formulate their plan to storm Yudan and 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 get everything you know rescue everybody and save the world, right? Um, this is one of my favorite lines in the movie. Coming up in this little clip here, two of my favorite lines actually. Uh, We're back with the president in his hospital room. He is prepping for a possible war with the USSR. Uh, the general is calling for calm just as an EMP is detonated and it's causing electron- the electronic equipment and the lights and everything in the hospital room to go haywire. So we got a short little clip that I think is fucking priceless. Mr.
5: President, I am a soldier and I'm a damn good one. I've got enough decorations to snap a Christmas tree. All I'm trying to say is, and I hope I speak for everyone in this room, is that I am scared. I'm barely holding my fudge right now.
3: Stop acting like a goddamn schoolgirl, General, and pull yourself together.
5: I'm glad someone has the balls to face facts.
2: (laughs) Barely holding my fudge. I love it, and just the way the president—I'm glad someone has the balls to face facts. <laughs> oh like, my god! <laughs> oh, it's so great! It's so I, fucking great! I barely holding my fudge. <laughs> I know. Yep, I know. Oh. oh, it's so good. Um, all right. So the team mounts up. They're ready for their assault. Uh, Buckaroo will be piloting the now street-ready jet car. Um, so uh, then we. We cut to Penny being escorted to the pit for her uh, daily torture and murder. Um, and out of nowhere, there is a little person, electroid there. Why not? Guy. Why not? And I, I think it's John O'Connor. I'm not sure which John is there bringing her down there, but he's like really tall actor. And then you got this little person who's you don't see as an alien. You just see him as a human. So maybe he's like, I don't know, a vampire's familiar and he's just a human that helps the... I, I have no fucking idea, but it was just so odd to have him there as well, you know? Um, so Mrs. Johnson brings uh, John Emdahl's message to the president uh, so that he can see firsthand what's going on. It's at this point that he opens up a, c- this, a secret document envelope to reveal, and it says it right across the top of the card. It's called the Declaration of War, the short form, <laughs> for use only in case of an emergency. <laughs> the short form, uh-huh. yes. All it says is, is war. And yeah. You just check the box. And, what you know, is yeah. it good for? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's just, it, it, I understand. It, it was a gag. It's a gag, and I, it, it was kind of funny, but not as funny as I think they thought it was going to be. You know, yeah. that's that's the bottom line with that. Uh, so Buckaroo enters the Dying um, compound in the jet car. Um, and this is my favorite scene in the whole movie. It's uh, John Warfin's Il Duce-inspired speech to the troops. Oh my and God. the first line in it might be the best line ever uttered in a movie, ever. Uh, so roll it.
6: Blacks are on this planet, here in the New Jersey, coming to destroy us. We must act, escape, or die! We must work faster to finish the great vehicle itself so we can enter the eighth dimension and free our trapped comrades so we can return home and seize power once again What is the greatest joy? The joy of beauty! Louder! The joy of beauty! History is made at night. Character is what you are in the dark. We must work while the clerk, she's ticking! I we hide, they seek! Death to the back of the clerk! Where are we going?
2: Let it Real soon Real soon Oh my god I don't know how that first line Got past the studio The blacks are on this planet (laughs) The the blacks are on this planet and they're coming to destroy New Jersey Yeah I was Uh, like whoa That's a little fucking uh... I just I don't know how it got past The studio centers how it got past Even like the actors Yeah, Like John Lithgow yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a problem with that? Yeah, <laughs> so I, I had I'm, a problem with at, it. I'm looking at this huh? page and it says, uh,
1: so my line here is <laughs> yeah. the blacks are on this planet and they're coming to destroy New Jersey. Exactly. I don't feel comfortable saying yeah. that. Yeah, I know. I know. Well yeah. what
0: what if we take out the line about Detroit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you motherfuckers. <laughs> yep. It's, it's, fine. Like, it's a middle crowd. ground
2: here. Yeah. And by and by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this, did I mention this guys that John Lithgow the way he formulated his his Italian accent for this was he found or he knew that on the studio lot there was a tailor who worked for the studio who was Italian and had a very thick Italian accent. So he brought the script to this guy and he had this guy read the lines into a tape recorder. And then he used that as his dialect coaching. And then when he got the, he got it down, he made sure that the guy got credit as his dialect coach in the credits. Oh, that's cool. But that's how he came up with the Italian accent for this, was that guy. It was hysterical. Oh, I thought um, he
0: watched Troll 2 ahead of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So, uh, all right. So Buckaroo, he delivers the jet car to Warfin. Who quickly realizes It doesn't have the overthruster Um We then see Penny being strapped Into the torture murder device And that whole thing Was overly sexualized It was like The way she was Spread eagled on that thing Was gross And just Very 80s Like Not giving a flying fuck About that kind of stuff And It was It was uncomfortable I didn't like that Um so uh there we go so now buckaroo is strapped into basically a lie detector bug zapper thingy, uh and warfin begins the interrogation and i just gotta note that peter weller talked about the fact that um lithgow's accent amused him so much that he was they had a hard time filming the scene because he was laughing so much from from lithgow so uh We've got a small clip here just to sum up the way the interrogation's going. Sealed with a curse as sharp as a knife.
6: Doomed is your soul and damned is your life.
3: Buzz off. <laughs> Big
6: booty. More power to him. Big booty. <laughs>
2: So yeah, so just the, the the quick exchange between the two of them is just dumb. But because Peter Weller even studies like, but buzz, buzz off. But then that's the first time that that John Big Boute has confronted Warfen directly about how to pronounce his last name. Yeah, Big Boutte, up to power, Big Boute. <laughs> it's,
1: it's the dumbest but yes. most satisfying through line in this whole fucking movie.
2: Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's one man. of my favorites. Yep. No, it it is. That's that's well executed. You got it. They got to give it to them for that. It's well executed through the whole movie and is a great payoff as well. Uh, so the machine starts up and Buckaroo lets out this blood curdling scream with a very close up of Peter Wells' face. That was a little too close, but that's what they did. So the conniving Secretary of Defense shows up to the staging area. He wants to speak to Buckaroo, but he can't. He's, Buckaroo's already inside. Um We jump back to Warfin, who shows Buckaroo how Penny's faring, strapped in the torture machine, but uh, Buckaroo still won't give up the overdruster. He once again gets the juice and once again screams. Uh, The team now arrives at Yo-Yo Dine to begin the assault. Uh, They make their way into the facility. Um, There's a very dumb fucking scene where they come upon this, like, I don't know, looks like a mobile at the hangover, a kid's crib but it's mm-hmm. too big and like you know uh reno says oh don't touch it might be a bomb and you know perfect tommy's like "Nah, it's just a toy I, I i again i think the idea was to distract the team so that the the one lectroid could jump down and start attacking perfect tommy but again there's so many different ways they could have done that it was just out of place so yeah so um Perfect time he gets jumped by uh, by one of the electroids, but John Parker comes up behind him and very easily snaps the assailant's neck. Um, <laughs> I love the the announcer. There's an announcer, like through this whole this whole series of scenes in the Dime facility, they're just saying the craziest shit. And what he says right then, he goes, "There are monkey boys in the facility," because <laughs> monkey boys is like that's also a running gag through yeah. this movie about that's what the electroids call the humans is monkey boys which isn't original in, in and of itself because there's so many alien movies where they call monkey boys or monkeys or you know yeah. yeah um but yeah the monk there are monkey boys in the facility uh the secretary of defense has talked his way into the facility he's just walking freely he can do whatever the fuck he wants i guess because he's he's certainly got that confidence built up because he's a sec def, so you know uh, he's going wherever he wants um he's trying to locate the bomber that Yo-Yo Don is supposedly building for them. He wants to see the results because he hadn't seen anything. He then finds Big Boutet. And of course, the, sec- the secretary of defense doesn't see them as aliens. He sees them as, uh, as humans, which again, this is, a, this is a fucking flaw from the last scene, right? So the president, when he's talking to Buckaroo and he sees John Parker as a human on the television, right? During that scene, New Jersey says, oh, this is how they do it. This is how they do it. They, they have a chemical that they put in your brain, and that chemical talks to your brain and tells you what to see. So it tells you to see them as human. How, the president, that doesn't happen through the television. So how the fuck is the president seeing him as human?
1: No, you're not supposed to look that deeply into that. I know, I'm just
2: saying. <laughs> just saying. Just saying.
0: All right? I thought once yeah. you had the chemical you could see them as aliens and they look like humans otherwise.
2: No, it's the chemical that makes you see them as human. Or wait. Cuz but that was yes. for the reds. No, it's for every all of them.
0: But they're different planets. They all
2: have the ability to do it.
0: But they're different species. They all have the ability.
2: That's how they can walk around the planet as human because they have the they they secrete the Chemical that goes into your brain and says, "All right, you're going to see these people as human. You're not going to see their alien form." Maybe
0: the and president. And that's why it shouldn't maybe work. The president the came president. into contact with one of the other ones before. Maybe I,
2: I guess I yes, there are explanations for it, but it is it's a little. It's bit in of one problem. of the
0: deleted scenes.
2: Yeah, yeah, probably. You're right. You know what? You're right. It might be. I got to get a hold of that one day just to see what it's like.
0: That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> there isn't much I haven't gotten a hold of to see how it is. So. I think I'm all right. Uh, So, uh, and so then, the Secretary of Defense he finds Big Bootay, and then stumbles upon Penny being tortured. And his line is, "I don't care what you do in your personal life. I just want my bomber." (laughs) So he doesn't give a single fuck about the girl laying on the on the in the torture chair. Scrapped the fucking
1: thing with the the sex tape ramp going into her mouth. Yeah,
2: (laughs) exactly, exactly. Oh, that's your personal, that's your personal life. It's all right. I'm fine with that. Uh Big Butte knocks the secretary of defense unconscious just as John O'Connor lets the gross slug-like creature loose on Penny. Um the team then arrives and finds they find Penny and they rescue her. So they, you know, Buckaroo picks up the, the little slug-like fucker and throws him aside and they 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 save Penny. Um Buckaroo and John Parker then continue on to find the ship. Um at, is at this point that Warfin decides to forge ahead using his own version of the overthruster cuz he can't get the the buckaroos version of it Did you say ship or shit? I might have said ship but I meant shit.
0: It looks like it literally <laughs> looks like a pile of dog shit.
2: <laughs> oh with, yeah, it's it windows. It's true. It does. Yes, it does. The ship is the ship is very organic looking. We'll mm-hmm. we'll, we'll say that. It's organic.
1: Asymmetrical, crystalline yes. fucking, yeah.
2: Yes, dog shitty. Definitely, yeah, yeah definitely, I, yeah, I agree, I agree. So, uh, Worfman, John Warfin heads to the ship with his version of the overthruster. Um, he, it's at this point, he quickly he insults uh, John Big Booty again, calling him big booty, pisses him off, and then he sort of dismisses him in favor of uh, John O'Connor. Um, Bucker and John Parker fight their way into the ship as Warfin does a pre-flight check. there's um, <laughs> another quick scene where the secretary of defense now is looking inside a box, right? And little, little Scooter Lindley comes around the corner and he, and he confronts the secretary of defense. And His line is get away from that box or I'll drink your blood. <laughs> this kid says to the secretary of defense. "Like, Where did that come from? Holy fuck, that's dark. Not I'll shoot you where you stand or anything like yeah. that. Nope. I will drink your blood. <laughs> this kid is cold. Okay. Um, yeah, it's great. So, John Warphin, he's preparing for liftoff and he's using his feet, which is so gross. Yep. I, I got a feet problem. I got a problem with feet. I don't like feet. So, and how do you I watch Tarantino movies? I, I have a problem with it. I have to look away. There's a lot
0: of feet in oh, Tarantino no. movies. Mm-hmm.
2: Tarantino is obsessed with feet. Yeah. He, he's got a thing for feet. Um, but it's also a running joke with him now. Yeah. He tries purposely to get feet in the fucking movie just because everybody talks to him about it. But yeah, the, the whole he's so yeah. John Warfin is operating levers with his open feet, and it's just disgusting. Anyway, um,
1: it's such a problem, weird choice. Like it's just yes. one of those, another one of those things where it's like you actively had to decide like all right, here's what we're gonna do with this ship. Yeah, Yep. Here's how, he's gonna steer it. but well, he's gonna steer it with his toes.
2: With his toes, and we listen they I guess they, they just went all in they decided if we're going in we're going all in and this is what we're going to do and, and I, you give him give an A for consistency yeah you no know, because it, it, they didn't change the formula at all in this movie uh, the problem is with all the even all the adjustments he's making is the 8 dimension beams are not aligning because his overthruster is shit um, and uh, <laughs> John Big Boutte tells him so and we're going to run a quick clip here
6: What, what is that? It's okay. No worry. It's an insulating liquid. All speed ahead! And uh, may I remind you to uh, fasten your belts uh, and extinguish all the smoking material. We have a chance, you overthrusted the shit! No so always... One more word out of your big booty! Bigfoot Tay! Tay! Tay!
2: Head. Let's oh. go home. Horizontal velocity is expanding over. hey, <laughs> And then uh, Warford shoots him. So now John Bute is no more. He's dead.
0: Yep. Let's go home.
2: Yeah, exactly. exactly. Hey, Mumbo. Mumbo Italiano. <laughs> hey, mambo. Yeah. I could was,
1: was that the same scene where Christopher Lloyd gave him the middle finger? Yes, uh, yes. Back. Okay.
2: That's the scene. And that in that scene, if you watch it, that was an ad lib and Lithgow lost it and a little bit of him fucking breaking is in that clip because he just starts laughing because he flipped them off like that Yes, exactly Um, so the ship because the, the beams aren't aligning instead of you know going through the wall into the 8th dimension the ship plows through the building wall out into New Jersey air instead of the 8th dimension um, the black electroids who are on earth and they're invading New Jersey. Uh, they prepare to fire on Russia because nothing's working out. Um, as Orphan's ship flies over New Jersey, Orphan jettisons the pod that's carrying Buckaroo and John Parker. Uh, Buckaroo, of course, quickly figures out how to fly the pod, and they uh, chase Orphan in the big ship. And this is the last clip. It's six fucking minutes long, but there's nothing I could do about it because I this point i didn't feel like talking okay about this
0: movie i was confused because you had another clip in here but the time for samson or after the movie was over yeah
2: <laughs> i realized that just tonight when we went on air that i i used another I, I i always start with another list and i forgot to erase that joe oh i was like what so i tried to figure out what the hell you meant by it oh, you should have asked me i i, I apologize and that screw this clip up uh maybe, I don't know. <laughs> like I don't know okay. where this one was actually supposed to start. So supposed to start uh, at 133. I'm going to play it and see what happens. All right, cool.
5: Where's Penny? At the bus. New Jersey helped me bring her back to Fire. How is she? OK? I said he'd pull it
3: through. Quite a guy. Draw my penny
5: You give me that gizmo, I give you a brand new, crisp, $20 bill. Huh? All right. I'll tell you what. Hey, Scooter. Fall in.
6: This
5: what
4: you're looking
6: for, a room.
3: Scooter, you got his job.
4: All right.
3: You want to ride with me in the jet car?
4: Wow, well, you know it. I have to ask my dad first.
3: Okay, you ask your dad. I'll wash up. president's on line one calling about is everything okay with the alien space cloud from planet 10 or should he just go ahead and destroy Russia? Tell him yes on one and no on two. Which was yes, destroy Russia or uh, number two?
6: So what
2: And that's the movie. Um, the only thing we missed, and that, again, that's my fault. I apologize, Joe. Is so yeah. So when they jettison, when he jettisons the pod and Buckaroo thinks out, has life, there's a gun on it, and they, shoot, and they blow up the ship. And there you go. And the only thing we missed with that is um, is uh, saying, "Damn you, Buckaroo Banzai, I'll see you in a hell." <laughs> We missed that part, but that's okay. Otherwise, that's the end of the movie. Um, there is a point, too, that's kind of hard to decipher, but uh, uh, Penny Penny died. Um, you know, New Jersey couldn't save her, but Buckaroo, by kissing her and giving the spark that he's able to give people, it brings her back to life. And they get to live happily ever after. Yeah. Um, Joe is playing Uptown Girl. Hold and on, simultaneously playing both. Oh, It works. <laughs> so, so the the story behind that is that the the end scene was it was actually the credits post credits scene. It's actually shot six months after the movie was made. They got the whole cast back together and they had them walk to a beat in the uh, LA River. And he, the the whole cast, even characters that passed away in the movie, uh, were in this. And the thing is, the song that song that we hear is wasn't ready yet. So the composer of the song just said, listen, it's the same tempo and beat as Uptown girl. Just play that <laughs> so they can walk to the beat. And then they put in the, the right song afterwards. So that's what Joe was doing. And that's no lie because they sync up. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Uh. So, yeah, so we, we made it through. That's the movie folks. Um,
1: we also got the promise of the sequel. We did. The there. That's yeah. true.
2: I tossed my notes away already, but it, it comes up and it, it uh, of course, now I can't get my notes out again because I threw them away already. So uh,
1: Buckaroo Banzai versus the uh, something, the World Crime Syndicate. World Crime. Crime, Syndicate, or World Crime
2: yeah, and that was going to be the sequel. Because again, the studio had big plans for this movie. God, they thought it was going to be like the best franchise ever. And uh, it didn't happen. It made six <laughs> and a half million dollars. <laughs> so, um, yep, they even tried it. There, there have been a couple of attempts to do a uh series a Buck Banzai series, including one by, uh, by, um, 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 Kevin Smith.
1: Yeah. I remember
2: hearing about that. Yeah, yeah. That didn't work out either, but yeah, I was uh,
0: wondering if that was a piece of trivia Eric knew that this is one of Kevin Smith's favorite movies. And if that's why you like this movie so much.
1: I, I didn't know it was one of his favorite movies until he announced he was making an adaptation of it. I think it was a right. couple of years ago. It's like, yeah, Yeah, 2016, making a, yeah. yeah, making it yep. like a television series and then something happened i don't know if it was like a rights thing or or what it was but yeah um yeah i do remember hearing about it and i thought oh that's that's like a really random weird thing to revisit is uh but yeah i can
2: totally see how this movie's up his alley
1: though yeah yeah i mean it's the the new jersey thing and you know just it's gonna that when are you doing tusk we should do tusk that would be a lot of fun um that's that's uh that's something to consider.
2: Think about it. You saw that in theaters, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. but so between
2: yeah, yeah. me, you, and my son Tim, were three people who contributed money to the nine hundred and sixty thousand dollars that movie made in theaters. Yeah, that's, that's saying a badge
1: something. Badge of honor. Yeah, yeah. You know
2: <laughs> what's saying something is I've never watched the movie. It's uh, I think you might I, like it. It's its, it's own a, thing, man. There's no know. there's no way to describe what it is. It's its own thing. Right. It really is. Do you see Red State? Yes, yeah, so I love that movie too. I never watched that one either.
1: Yeah, oh, I like good. that movie. That's good. I
2: like the movie a lot. Um, yeah, because actually, at the time when that came out, that was a departure for him. But yeah, he nailed it. Yeah, yeah. You know, that showed he's a great movie maker. Like, yeah. that's what that showed. You know. Um, yeah. So anyway, at this point, in the show there's only one thing for us left to do here. We've I am a move. movie.
6: I am I'm sorry. a movie critic <laughs> I by travel. And until recently, I got paid to tell you people which movies merely stink and which ones you shouldn't screen near an open flame. Well, I'm putting the burden of lousy movies back on you. It's very simple. If you stop going to bad movies, they'll stop making bad movies. If the movie used to be a TV show, just don't go. After Roman numeral 2, give it a rest. If it's a remake of a classic, Rent the classic. Tell them you want stories about people, not a hundred million dollars of stunts and explosives. People, it's up to you.
4: If the movie stinks, just don't go. If the movie stinks, just don't go. you love
6: me, you really love me it stinks it stinks it stinks are you not entertained
2: all right we're gonna find out if we are entertained um i'm gonna start with eric because i'm very curious to see where you landed on this one
1: absolutely um yeah like i mentioned before this there's a lot of fun to be had with this movie it's so fucking 80s and uh i have a soft spot for that that whole vibe um it's not a good movie Mm -hmm. makes this kind of a strange movie to review um i shouldn't say it's not a good movie it's just it's it falls into a a very yeah it's a strange category this movie falls into um but similarly to troll 2 where it's just you know that cult so bad it's good kind of thing going on this has shades of that not as bad as as troll Two, no um but it's just it's just a weird unique um kind of fun frenetic movie um it's very much of its era it is a little confusing i will admit that yep (laughs) um but i don't know man i just i like it so much i i'm gonna give it a three out of five 3.0
2: nice Nice, 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 nice. All right. Uh, Joseph, have you had time to ruminate enough to know where you're going to land on this thing?
0: I'll make a call on it, just out of my gut call. I may have to rewatch this again and when we do a re-rating, just change my score. Okay, that'd be um, cool. But I'm just going to go with what I'm gut feeling. I don't really like... It's, it's such a hard movie for me to make a decision on. Yeah. I think this may benefit from a rewatch. Yep. But it's hard to tell, like... I like a good through plot. Even if like there's bad things in the movie, if the plot's there for mm-hmm. me,
4: mm-hmm.
0: it helps. Um, I do like crazy, but I like crazy that resolutes to something. Right. Like, because I I, tra- I I keep thinking about this. You guys keep bringing these crazy movies to me, and I'm like, but I don't like them, but I'm like, I always thought like, I was, I was like, man, I love crazy movies, but I realized it's not that way that I like crazy movies. I like absurd movies. Mm-hmm. So, like, a movie, for example, like Big Trouble, where it's very absurd and there's a lot of crazy random shit going on, but it all resolves to one storyline and it all is a well-written story, even yeah. though there's some like crazy shit going on. This doesn't have that. This is just a bunch of crazy shit going on, but it does have good acting. Like, I really enjoyed the acting, I enjoyed what they were trying to do with the concept, and I think they could have done it way better, and it would have been something very, very enjoyable right? for me. I know. Um, I'd almost like to see this remade with yes. someone better. Like, yes. I think this could be good. Um, I didn't hate it, uh, I didn't love right. it. I just fell somewhere in the middle for me. Mm-hmm. Um, since the middle of a rating is 2.5 on our scale, I'm yep. probably just going to drop it a couple, not just like two, three, just okay. because I. I think it's somewhere in that range and it could get better or it could get worse if I watch it again.
2: Yes. God, I, I absolutely resonate. Everything you said resonates with me. 100%. And yes, a remake of this would be really cool in the right hands. Yeah, I think it could it, work good. It you just... Know? It yeah. wasn't done right. No. But it, no, wasn't, no, it wasn't, wasn't done horribly. It just wasn't done no. right. I think I I think. I think the budget constraints and yeah. studio constraints, they're too much of two bigger handcuffs were put on the the production crew and team I think is the bottom line with this thing so um yeah so I mean like I said I went into this saying that it, it's definitely not the movie I remember but it's also a movie that I completely understand why 21 year old me loved you know the humor in it I yeah. love the gags I love the running jokes I I love what it could have been so
0: lithgal. um, gal, um- so I'll say who saved saved most of my score for me is uh, mm-hmm. Lithgow's performance, yep. Christopher Lloyd's performance, yeah, um, f- fucking uh, uh, Jonathan Banks. Like I don't know, just yes. seeing him like gave me a fucking awesome.
2: It's so great. Uh, it's so great.
0: And in, in, uh the guy I don't know I don't remember his real name but the guy who plays Hokka- Hokkaido okay
2: oh yeah I forget it. I have it here somewhere but those yes, are like my favorite in a, people
0: in this he's been in a lot of stuff I also um, love when, I got to
2: give him his due so wait a uh, second
0: John Parker does this to the president the little fucking <laughs> Anthony yes
2: <in> <laughs> I know
0: that made me laugh
2: Robert Ito is his Robert name. Ito yeah he was in a lot of TV stuff he was he well he was uh, he was Sam Fujiyama in Quincy. You yes. watch Quincy back in the day. He was in all 148 episodes of that fucking thing. Uh, he's been in Next Generation. He was in Rollerball, the original Rollerball. That's a movie I got to do. Fucking A. Rollerball. Talk about a political fucking movie. Anyway, it's not happening soon, though. I got to get back on track. <laughs> um. Alright, so yeah, so again, for me, it definitely tugs the heartstrings a little bit, and I, I still dig it and i was i was already sitting at this score and and eric hit it too and i'm giving it a solid three on five there we go yeah
1: yeah buckaroo bonsai is a fun manic weird watch if you've never seen yeah
2: it. yep absolutely absolutely so and it's funny because one of the things one of the the metrics that i have on our ratings sheet is like the overall individual rating so if you take every movie we've rated and I average it out for each of us the last two movies have dropped me below four as an average rating for the first time since well, the they had to
0: really drop me
2: uh, yeah you you are you are the lowest you are 3.89 uh, Eric is next 3.94 and I'm 3.98 So, i had been I'm the most discerning
0: person on the show
2: yes yeah. that's exactly yeah. why yep um <laughs> so yeah so that's interesting those last two actually the last three movies because screamers didn't help either <laughs> but you know it didn't help any of us actually so
1: yeah screamers didn't help a, a yeah. goddamn thing around here no.
2: yeah I, it
0: actually just made me sad because i thought i liked that movie a lot
2: oh no and you know what in this movie is that for me in a lot of ways joe like i i remember this as being a lot cooler and a lot better than I than it, it is so I, I get you there I totally get you so yeah so what did you say you were doing next now Joe? Scott Pilgrim versus the world which
0: I right. know will hold up because I've seen that a oh, lot yeah no no
2: I've watched it plenty of times and it, it definitely holds I up I love
0: that movie like I really fucking love that movie well
2: Edgar Wright yeah you well, we gotta say Edgar Wright that also, man can go no wrong also I love Jason Schwartzman yes
1: yeah he's good he's really um,
2: good I may eventually
0: one day, I don't know if I'll ever get around to it or not, but it's, see, I'm hit and miss on the uh, Wes Anderson movies. Like oh, I am too. But Rushmore is one of my favorites. I'm miss.
2: Rushmore, Rushmore's yeah, because good. it was, Rushmore was just, in the, that was Wes Anderson in his most innocent. Yeah. Like, it was no. a simple, innocent movie. He started getting too grand with his stuff. Yeah, and I don't like the this, stupid like...
0: ones where they're like, the fucking uh, flip hotels and shit, and like all these weird ass, like camp sites yeah. and stuff. But give me Royal Tenenbaums. Give me Rushmore. Like, those are good movies. I did like Grand Budapest. I didn't watch that one.
2: That um, one I liked. But like, yeah, Moonrise Kingdom, I didn't date. No, that was I didn't shot watch. around here. My friend is actually in that movie. And the,
0: sure. was that the campground one? Like the campground.
2: Yeah, that was the campground one with the little girl yeah. and the little boy. Um, yeah.
0: My brain went blank yeah. to the other ones. Life Aquatic was actually. Life Aquatic was. Cool, this again, movie really this movie that we watched today had a lot of mm. uh fucking things in life aquatic
2: yeah i understand what you're saying like yeah, a, you know, a random you know. nonsense like like nods yeah. like he yes. actually
0: put a lot f- from this movie like the walk at the end where they're all coming out of the end of life aquatic is directly oh, yeah, rip off of true. the ending of this movie
2: <laughs> that's very true very true so
1: hey when is somebody doing robocop so we can rent out this peter weller trilogy
2: yeah that's true that's true I will happily do it but I'm it's not happening for a while. I yeah, know, I have too yeah. many other movies now that I got to get to.
0: So, did you guys have any ideas what you guys want to do next?
2: Um Ooh. I'm going to make you call and no,
0: change it later like I did.
4: Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> See, this might be a weird one, but it is up, it's it's my kind of movie, but I want to do this cuz my son John is the one who recommended it and he wants to be on the episode. So, if he's settled into his house, his new house and enough, I'm going to do The Natural with Robert Redford. Okay. Ooh, but, uh, okay. Great baseball. One of the greatest baseball movies ever. And I got stories about the soundtrack to that and everything that I I share with my cousin that are just the dumbest, stupidest shit ever, but I can't wait to tell them.
0: I keep coming back um, to any given Sunday I want to do, but that's such a long movie. It's like a three-hour movie.
2: A, that's a long fucking oh. movie. It's a great movie. But it's so good. It really is. I mean, it Oliver Stone, man. Yeah. Yep. And so...
0: Cameron Diaz Al Pacino Jamie Fox
2: Yeah But yeah I mean I've wanted to do Princess Bride But My son John Wants to do that With me Um, American Well In London Oh Yes Frankenstein
0: Oh Yes I kind of want to do Kick-ass too Kick-ass Well kick-ass also (laughs) Not necessarily Kick-ass too
1: Kick-ass too To Kick-ass too Kick-ass also (laughs) Yeah
0: um, yeah. there's, there's a bunch of movies I still want to get around I'm to
2: Lost Boys, I want to do Lost Boys too Oh yeah. Lost Boys would be Lost cool Lost Boys is a great movie um, We'll I do know. Django No, no, no Hard
1: to pull clips for Django Jesus Christ be able to
2: call is, well, We're going to have some hot cake Okay. <laughs> do you like hot cake? No, uh, that's it That's the only thing we can play in the whole movie Alright,
0: well if that's the case, Hateful Eight <laughs> Just as bad yep
2: just as bad pretty oh, much any Tarantino movie it's kind of really hard would, to do
1: on this show I want to do uh, Alien I I think yes. that, would, that would be uh, a yes. good movie to do um, it also depends on guests if I can get guests lined up yes, there's so many in the queue that yep. um, you know we're going to do Superman the movie with uh, my cousin Aaron um, Pulp Fiction has been on the list for like a year and a half um, yeah yeah, there's a ton. There's a ton.
2: It's, yep. I don't know. Yeah. There's one that I'm going to do, uh, not soon, but it's going to happen. Is the Sting. The sting. Because That's oh, got shit. Paul Newman and Robert Redford
0: Oh, I still want to do Joe's apartment. Don't get me wrong.
2: Well, I
1: understand. I <laughs> that's understand. just going to be a
0: fun episode. <laughs>
1: Yeah. we went from the stink to joe's apartment
2: I know. Holy <laughs> shit.
0: well you guys that's just gave amazing. me some you gave me some real stinker so it's my turn
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's fair and yeah. also, I,
0: I also i i i think joe's apartment's a pretty fucking good movie oh well, god you, you can make a a case. Case. it's a horrible good movie
1: you can make a case i'm i'm ready and willing to accept and i'm open-minded about it so
0: well i think for also, me what uh, makes it good is that it's fun
1: it is fun it is fun and in a bio it has a story. kind of way. It does have a story. That's true. That's true. Hey, you're you're batting a thousand, buddy. Like those are all true yeah. statements.
2: Oh, I, oh, oh. I might do big trouble in Little China, next. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh, that's, that's what one. I'm doing next. I'm doing big if if I can't, if my son's not available to do the natural, I'm doing big trouble in Little China. Because that's oh, yeah. a rock solid fucking movie. It's John Carpenter directed. Um the dude who directed this movie we just did wrote that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do yeah. Gumball Rally, too, eventually.
2: The original Gumball Rally?
0: Yeah, the one from, like, the 60s? 70s. 70s? Somewhere yeah. in that time frame. Peter Fonda. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's, That's a fun movie. movie, too. Oh, yeah. It's it's absolutely. It's so pure 70s fun. Yep. I saw that in the theater as a kid, believe it or not. I think my wow. parents, because they used to pack us up and take us to the drive-in theater. So they they put us in our pajamas and they bring pillows and blankets for us, and they would they would bring us to the playground at the drive-in theater before the movie started. They would dose us up on fucking food and then they would watch the adult like themed movies. You know what I mean, like Gumball Rally or something like that. And we would fall asleep in the back seat and they would yeah. drive us home and put us to bed. So Gumball Rally, I definitely saw.
0: Yeah, I I quite into it. I like when he pulls off the rear view mirror and goes, "What's behind you?" Doesn't matter. Yes. <laughs> throws exactly. a shell out the window.
2: Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So now, good movie.
1: Oh, you know what I like to do too is uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh yeah, that's yeah.
2: a good yeah. movie.
0: But that one fucking makes you feel some shit. oh yeah, it certainly
2: get you. does. It certainly yeah. does. I'll be crying for that one. There's no question. So. Man,
1: a lot of good choices. But yeah, I, don't, I don't watch know. a lot
2: of
0: serious movies. Um, vanilla sky is one that I may do one day.
2: Oh, it's one of my favorite movies. I
0: love that movie.
2: I'm just letting you know. It's one of my favorite movies. Talking about a movie that makes me fucking cry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I dropped the the line that word for word and it makes me fucking blow my eyes up.
0: Yeah. I dropped the line in Eric earlier, the Jason Lee line, which is, I use, it's one of my most quoted lines ever in life. Like just period the, you never know how sweet that sweet truly can be until you've tasted sour.
2: Yep. Exactly.
0: I say that at least once a day. There you go. His life
6: sucks.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to do a crying movie too. Uh, maybe I'll do. Um, uh, God, I said Eternal Sunshine. I I, I really want to do. Uh, I don't know why I'm having a stroke on the name of this movie. I love this movie, the Christopher Reeve joint um, where he travels through time somewhere, somewhere in time. time. Oh yeah.
2: Fucking yeah. Rich. Oh. Yep. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, that movie. Yeah, that that movie is another one that makes me cry my eyes out. I listen. Well, I did don't, enough crying with Ted Lasso this week. I don't need to do. What's funny is I didn't cry at
0: Ted. La- I thought I was going. But you to, know what
2: it is with me, and and it's funny. I mentioned this and Eric's the same way. You throw on, you put, it, you throw on in context, father and son, but catch yeah, Stevens, but that's getting played out now. Cry.
0: Like mm. that's becoming like way too overused.
2: Like you no, know, I understand that. But every fucking for me thing is playing out. It still just sets me off when I hear. It. Yeah, I, I, it was so yeah. perfect for that that whole montage closing scene it was perfect but i'm i'm I mean, just getting
0: pissed off that it's getting used too much now after guardians did it like now nah, everyone's like fucking doing it no
2: i know yeah, but, but it's just, it's yeah. because
1: it were it's insidious and in how well it works man yes exactly. exactly like my wife and i went to key west we were sitting by the water there was a dude playing acoustic guitar for tips and i was like i have a feeling this guy's going to play like the sun is starting to set i'm like this motherfucker oh, yeah. just based on what he's done so far I'm uh-huh. like this motherfucker is gonna bust out Cat Stevens. I know it. Oh and man! Sure enough, Dan. Da, da, dan yep. It's like fuck. I'm gonna start crying here in public. Yep. God exactly. damn it!
0: Well, it was he exactly. that or played another Jimmy Buffett song? Because oh. <laughs> if you're in the keys, every like you're gonna hear
2: so many Jimmy Buffett songs. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Too. I? I don't know, man. Jimmy Buffett's up there in hate for me with the Grateful Dead. I'm with you. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. I like the Grateful Dead. Fucking hate them. Oof. Like I like actively oh, hate them. No, like, I actively hate the Dead. It's not like oh I can no fuck those people. I like the
1: ass. Grateful. I'm the only one on the show who smokes weed that I'm was, aware of.
0: No. How do you no.
2: like the Grateful Dead? Because like the guitar work is pretty fucking fun. And I, I see that musicality thing doesn't mean shit to me. To me it does. That's why Dragon Force can go pound sand.
0: Well, no, that's different though. <laughs> Dragon Force okay. is terrible now. Because
2: can go pound sand. Now they you're fucking. fucking they no. can fucking Mm-mm. pound sand because all they are is a bunch of speed demons and that's the end of that's it. That's not true.
0: Polyphia is actually okay. the exception to the rule. Nope. It's very funk and trap based. It's mm-hmm. not It's not like Dragon Force. Dragon Force, I was with you on that one. Because all it is is no. wheedly weedly wheeze over fast run beats. Poly- no,
2: exactly.
0: <laughs> Polyphia yeah, is a is. fucking different that level. That sums
2: them up perfectly. Oh, no. Are you yeah. kidding me? Completely, completely different. It, that music has zero feeling in it. It 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 offers nothing. All
0: right, we're, I'm, gonna, Dragon
2: I'm Well, Dragon Force. Yeah. No, we're not going to do this. No, now, no, right? no. You
0: no. ain't going to drop that shit and then tell me there's zero feeling in I
2: got to go to bed. I got to drive four hours. Then you shouldn't move. have
0: fucking we, uh, ran your mouth.
1: We have some people to think uh, yeah. Hold on, though.
0: Before, no. before we do no. this, no. no, no, no. I got something to no. say to you, Doug. What did you just yeah. say? What did you just say you have to do tomorrow? I have to drive four hours tomorrow and you better be listening to fucking something to write home about by the get up kids
2: <laughs> okay all right i will put it on i absolutely will sorry I had to drop I that absolutely one well all right good. all right am i gonna read my list or what are you gonna do now yeah we're gonna we're gonna
1: thank some people let's thank these fine patreon folks
0: jesus joe what i'm what not thought? the one who fucking talks shit
2: <laughs> no nah, but you gotta let it go this isn't the this isn't I'm the, not place fucking to the, the, shit the girl from frozen uh-huh. <laughs> Alright So we do have people to thank. Uh, these are our Patreon members. They give us money every month. They're really cool people. You're all cool people. If you listen to this, you are a cool friggin' person and we love you. But these people just they go a little further, they give a buck a month, couple bucks a month, and it means so much to us. So we're gonna read their names. We'll start off with founding member Hannah Christ, who I'm gonna see tomorrow when we go see my granddaughter. So I'm so excited. Uh, Peter Bianco, my friend, we need to get together. I need to drag my ass out. Or how about you, the retired one? You can come see me. Come on to Fairhaven. We got a g- bunch of great places to eat. We can hang out. From the Tone Jerks podcast, the second button podcast, and the off-the-rails podcast, Brian Gower, our co-host from the Just Surprising podcast, as well as a co-host of the Sharing Maps podcast, Will Lehu. And he will be on this. We're going to do Event Horizon soon enough. He'll be on. From the Single Path Podcast, the Texas State Boggle Champs Podcast, the Texas I-Stem 4 Podcast, Mr. Tony DeGraw. From the great state of Tennessee, we've got Mr. Michael McVeigh. We also have Mr. Michael Madzant. And last but definitely not least, mister U G. Direction. rection Thank you, Mr. Rection.
1: Yes, thank and you. It. And as as always, visit patreon.com slash m-o-t-c-u to support the show you cheapskate
0: that is my favorite drop of all oh yeah, yeah
1: it's pretty definitely. good we definitely have to redo all of the other uh ads and uh oh, yeah
2: it, god if we're still running the 37 effects that we need to stop that shit oh I'm i i saw you, the like
0: my pedal once immediately
2: anymore it's <laughs> yeah. not even a the only one thing. i play
0: is art of eric for bone no, I'll, right. I'll, I'll throw the hourglass one in every once in a while too for All fun. right,
2: good. that's good yeah. because like I'm I'm about a day away from shutting the website down. So
0: <laughs> look on the two part episodes, it goes Mo, Eric, Patreon, Mo, long version. Okay,
2: good.
1: I think I, I have a new there. art of Eric Pabone ad. Hold on, let me see if I can pull that up. Hi, friend. Uh, this is Eric Pabone, and I'm here to talk to you. Did you just go art. Of you Eric sound like Pabone. Kermit what I do
2: my friend you may
1: be familiar with some of my work um, you know I've drawn some weird shit for Tom and Dan <laughs> semantics for Joe. just generally for people around town or you might be familiar with my work from this show where my co-host Joe uh, makes weird fucking commission requests all the time you Jeez. can make weird fucking commission requests that's right hit me up uh, visit art or find me on social media at Art of Eric Pabone. And I would be happy to, for money of course, draw <laughs> anything your twisted art desires. Again, that's
2: artofericpabone.com. There yeah. are no lines I won't cross. Now send
0: now send me <laughs> that actual write, file. So I put it in the drive so I can actually use a full high quality version of it. I I will. Because if not, you're getting the Hobby Lobby brown cow that there's child labor <laughs> involved in. Yeah,
1: we gotta we gotta, yeah. we gotta we gotta move on from that. I like um, that one,
0: honestly. That's like one of my favorites. Yeah.
1: We also need to thank show sponsor Mo DeWitt, just call Mo.com. If you are injured on the go, just call Mo. You were strapped into a Ford 350 1984 rocket truck in the salt flats and you hit 88 miles an hour and and drive through a mountain and end (laughs) up in another dimension where you're attacked by uh badly rendered skeleton men just call mo somebody spits a uh an alien spider on your neck and you lose the use of your legs just call mo that's fucked up that's super weird yes uh, also, check out justcalmo.com for all of his cheap and free merch. There's all kinds of fun shit on there. And uh, seriously, if you are in a situation where you need some help, you have some questions, just give this man a call. He's super helpful, and he is uh, ready and willing to help you out. Again, that's justcalmo.com. And ladies Excellent. and gentlemen, we've reached the end of our program.
0: Yeah, we definitely have we have oh so it only leaves one thing left for us to do I can't think of how to do an Italian accent so lights
2: a camera
0: oh my god fuck off
1: this episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. And be sure to check out Monday Morning with Mo every Monday morning on Facebook Live with free answers to your legal questions.
2: Injured in a car accident or dealing with personal injury Mo can also help you with the workers compensation case if you're injured on the job. I don't live in Florida but Mo would be my go-to if I did. And the best part is they take all accident cases
0: on a contingency fee basis. This means that they will take on your case Put up all necessary funds to build your case as strongly as possible, and they only get paid if they're successful in obtaining a settlement for you. There's no fee or obligation to ask about your cases, so contact Mo today.
1: And make sure to follow Mo DeWitt just for his incredible promotional work. He's he's a man after my own heart. So many pop culture and film references. I've done Art for Mo where he's portrayed as Indiana Jones, Charlie Brown, Frosty the Snowman, Zack Morris, Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't know if I'm allowed to say any of that. That's a uh, that's a legal question.
0: If you're injured on the go, just call mo